At one point in your life or another, have either of you, Murphy and Sam, wanted to be a pilot? Don't, yes. Don't all me definitely. Yeah. Little kids dream of flying an airplane, an aircraft. Uh, when I was older, not a kid. Oh. Yeah. Would you still be interested in learning to fly today? Yeah. So guess what? <laughs> you know the world needs pilots right now. There's a real they pilot. Commercial shortage. pilots. Yeah. I'm yeah. just talking about. Oh, private, just for fun. You know, for myself, yeah. What about you, Mark? Absolutely. You know, my dad was a huge aviation buff, as you know. I know. So as he a kid, I was to. into it, yeah. I mean, I guess as I got older, I didn't think about it too much, but I was really, as, when I was a kid, I definitely wanted to. Did Wait, you ever consider it? Your dad was like hours away from getting a pilot's yeah. license? Yes. Yeah, and I don't know why he, he, he stopped. He, I mean, he, he told was, me. He told me why. I remember having a conversation with him about this. Because he had to have kids? No, it was something else. I need, it needs to come to me. I'll get back to you on it. He told me this story once. Okay, just I'd love to know. Just the two of us hanging huh. out. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Um, anyway, there really is a pilot shortage in the U.S. airline industry right now. There's a couple of lawmakers who've said they've considered legislation that would raise the requirement age. Like, you have to be, you know, 65 is the cutoff age. Yeah. They're, say, they're saying they're talking about pushing it to 67. Uh-huh. Um, there are also s- some airlines are talking about reducing your flight hour requirements before being able to join them and, you know. Really? So you can become a pilot sooner. Sooner yeah. to speed up the process. And Delta Airlines um, also dropped their four-year degree requirement. The okay. pilot hours and the training yeah. still has to be there. Yeah. yeah. But you don't have to also have the four-year it's not like they're going to grab somebody from the plane and, you know. know. Can you fly this plane and land it? <laughs> Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Uh, one can only dream. <laughs> and you know why this all happened. Yeah. Okay. The pandemic halted pilot training. Yeah. It halted people being able to get their licenses and people would change their course. And again, they had to feed their family. So they had to change the game and they've changed their game now and they're not necessarily going back. Um... And it wasn't supply chain issues, huh? No. Um, and also during the pandemic, when nobody was flying and these airlines were still having to pay pilots, they were letting people early retire. Yeah. So a lot of people have retired because of it. And they're saying, um, like in, in the industry, for them to not feel it anymore, for things to be normal, it'll be up to five years before we don't feel it. So if, oh. you, if you have a flight canceled and you can't figure out why, it could be a pilot issue. <laughs> That's what's going on. You know, it's really true that in 1986, when the first Top Gun movie came out, there was a bump and a jump in young men and women joining our military, specifically, oh, yeah. you know, become, wanting to become naval aviators. Mm-hmm. Air Force saw a bump. Military saw a bump up. Even for Top Gun Maverick, you know, the trailer beforehand, mm-hmm. before the trailers, they were the ads yeah. running for the military. I was going to mm-hmm. say that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I saw that they were running a lot of military ads. I don't know if they had people, you know, like kind of outside of the theaters. God, they should have. I saw that movie five times, I think. And <laughs> you didn't just, sign up. I didn't. But um, years ago, they also had people standing, like military, like booths set up outside of the theaters yeah. in certain big cities. And they did. That's one of the reasons they had the bump and then just the interest. Yeah. Well, um, and it was such a good movie. All the, you know, everything. Well, the word is that influence is really being felt in our our military, too. The U.S. Air Force just bought a bunch of augmented reality helmets. 
Okay, so that pilots can train shooting down enemy fighter jets that aren't really there right. instead of just being in a simulator somewhere in, a, you know, at, at a station or whatever and doing that. They'll be in the air in the planes, but the, you know, the virtual stuff will it's be happening like in their helmet. Having one of the Oculus is on. OK, Whoa. thank you. Yeah. yeah. So they'll be flying, doing yeah. what they would have to do in a dogfight anyway in the jet with all the G's and all of that. And what they'll see in front of them is not really there, but it looks 100% there. Hmm. And it looks like enemy jets. So I guess that's kind of like the heads-up display that's in vehicles now. A lot of vehicles, what? you know, the, it will display the speedometer on the windshield and so forth. Yeah. Is that the same thing? Well, actually, it is, probably. Hmm. It's just in a helmet oh, similar. instead. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. You know, Top Gun is part of the reason that Parker signed up, too, for the Marines. Are but, you serious, yeah. Sam? Yeah, he was talking about it right after the, after seeing the movie the See, first time. See, there you time. go, right there. And wow. his, his whole thing is, it's Marines, I know, but they still have pilots. I could still go to Top oh. Gun. I was like, oh, okay, well, why don't you just go to basic training first? Influence is influence, yeah. you know. Good for him. Sam, do you like sour candy? No. <laughs> you don't like any sour no, candy? No, 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 no. It doesn't no, surprise no. me. Ever since I was a kid, I cannot take it. Uh, it just turns my mouth inside out. Yeah. All those sour punch. And the kids loved them. Warheads, all that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh-uh. But okay. the, the super lemony stuff, you don't uh, like that? Uh-uh. I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. Problem with it for me is it messes my tongue up. I love the taste of it, but it... It's super strong. Maybe I've had too much of it or something, but yeah. I, I ended up reading about it the other day, yesterday actually, because yesterday was sour. You know how every day is some sort of day. Yeah, we yeah. missed French fry day last it's Wednesday. Okay. We didn't miss it. But yeah, sour candy day was yesterday. And so I'm, I'm like reading about it going, okay, it's the number one candy for being bad for your teeth. Why? Because it's not only sugary, but it also has a ton of acid. Yeah. Ah, the acidic, okay. that's actually what makes it so strong on you. Right. It's acid, which is the same reason that it hurts that your my tongue, tongue is later. boiling. Yeah, I mean, I'll be later in the day, and it's almost like I actually burn myself. You know, mm. but, it's but, both. Yeah. yeah. And uh, like Sour Patch Kids. Now, I'm not saying I sit down and eat those every day because I don't. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but Phoebe saw some at a specialty candy store we were at when we went on vacation, Jody. Yeah. That are, yeah. they're the sour candy version of the extreme heat for potato chips and all that kind of stuff it's like supposedly over the top like your your mouth can't handle it anyway they say that one of the main ingredients and that makes it sour is vinegar which is why you don't like Uh, it sam because you don't like pickles you Mm -hmm. don't like vinegar type Mm -hmm. stuff but that's why we we probably do like it, Murph, yeah. because we like pickles and stuff. Wow, vinegar and candy. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought it's about one of that. The main, and they say huh. the candy that's called toxic waste, I didn't know there was a candy called that, um, it holds the world's record for the most sour. Maybe that could be. I think that's the one that she saw. Okay. Yeah. It's so acidic that on the packaging, it suggests that you brush your teeth immediately <laughs> after eating it. Which is because, probably going to taste awful, too. Yeah, but apparently, just know this. If, you, if, if you've if you got a kid who loves sour candy, they do actually need to brush their teeth more often because it can destroy enamel. I'm yeah. not saying don't eat sour candy because I like it. I get sure, it. Sure, right. Yeah. You know, while Jody and I were on vacation, uh, it was came across something that I thought was a little bit of a bummer, Sam. When mm. you go tour some of these incredible... You know, old sites and national parks and these kind of things that yeah. defacing these yeah. uh, is a problem. And you, I mean, I get it. I know that graffiti is unfortunately a part of life, but I don't understand why uh. somebody would want to do that, especially when you go, like in the national park, for example, the first time that we went and we saw, I guess, one Years of the old ago. churches that's in there from the 1800s. 
everybody, you know, it's just they write their names all over the place yeah. and things like that. And then I was upset the first time I saw that. And the park service has to go in there. They either clean it off or they actually have to physically remove boards and pieces of the. Oh, which is wow. I know that's awful. There's a you can serve time in prison for defacing things like that. You and need it's a to fi- know it's a five thousand dollar fine per occurrence. Also, it is if they find you. You know, if they yeah. know who you are, so and so was here. You do that, and they find you. You will do the time. But I also read while we were there because we're so upset by it when you see it because these things are landmarked and they're historical and they're not to be messed with. They're just you're just supposed to be in awe of it, mm-hmm. and you are. Um, I read that yes, in removing it when they were have to remove, you know, Jason was here or whatever. Sammy, Sammy sat on this rock. When they have to remove that, it remo- they it weakens the structure. It damages it, yeah. yeah. It when damages it. We went, one of the places we went in D.C., the Botan- National Botanical Garden at the conservatory. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, and you walk around, and then you go up a few flights, and you walk around to see everything from above, and people had it, you know, etched their initials or names in mm. some of the trees. And it's like... This is the National Botanic Garden yeah, here. Don't do that. Right. It's a yeah. shame that that's a problem. Of course, yeah. you know, in the uh, in, in the in the Great Smoky Mountains National Forest, where there's no Wi-Fi or anything. I mean, no cell service. I guess you really can't be geo triangulated, targeted, blah blah yeah. blah. You know what I mean? There are to, rangers, though. Yeah. There are park rangers. Yeah. Oh, well, Sam can tell you. Yeah, those park rangers mean business. Right, oh Sam? yeah, yeah. I remember that speeding ticket I got. <laughs> I went to a funeral <clears throat> yesterday for my ex, one of my ex mother in laws. Yes. <laughs> Jack, yes I am. Jack's grandma. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and uh, of course, when I got there, Jack's like, you got to come up front and pay your respects. And I was like, you know, that's the one thing I don't like at funerals. I know you don't. But I that. went up there and, you know, did okay. my thing. Wait, so this was an open casket funeral? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, even if it's not open casket, you still usually go up front and oh, pay your yeah. respects. Oh, yeah, even and, it, even if it's an urn, you still go up right, and you pay respects. Right, speak to the family. Yes. And I did go up to my you know, ex-father-in-law, and I said, hi, I'm Sam. And he laughed, so <laughs> uh-huh. it was like, good, he needed that, because he looked in bad shape. Yeah. I mean, it's his wife for, sure. I don't know how many years they were married. Sure. Uh, and I got a shout-out to the preacher here, because I know we've all been to those... Um, those funeral services where the preacher you can you know the preacher doesn't know the person that they're talking about yeah, yeah. we've always said I, like, and, like make sure it's some, somebody who knew the person well, speaking this but. guy didn't but he referenced it in a way that you know in following up about her i talked to her husband i talked to her daughters mm. and then he went to relate some of the funny stories and stuff that he was told nice. so instead of claiming our sister and blah blah blah. Right. And it's right. like, oh, and then they told me this, and then you know she used to like doing that. And Great. Her husband is like, you know, that's the way to do it. Yes. Yeah. And one of the things they touched on was uh, her cooking, uh, mm. my ex mother in law's cooking, and how her husband liked her uh, round steak gravy and rice, <clears throat> and he loved her chili. And unfortunately, no, you know, now that she's gone, nobody knows how to make her chili. And here I am sitting over there in the pew, going. I got the recipe for that chili. Oh, wow, Sam. Of course you do. <laughs> because at some point back in the day when I was married to Jack's mom, yeah. we were talking about eating chili, and she's like, well, my mom makes great chili. I'll call her and get the recipe. Yeah. And she did, and I wrote it down, and that's the chili we all, always used to make. Oh. Well, that's awesome. So I'm glad you didn't lose that in the divorce. <laughs> wait, wait. This is... <laughs> I'm glad you kept that in the divorce. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I didn't jump up when they said it and go, oh, 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 me, me, me. 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 <laughs> uh, questions later, please. Well, but I did tell, uh, 
you know, my ex after the fact that said, by the way, I got the recipe. You you know, it's your mom's recipe. You gave it to me. <gasps> oh, that's so great. I guess I'll be fixing that maybe and bringing it over as or a meal. Or giving them the recipe. Giving that whoa, family whoa, whoa, back whoa, the whoa. recipe. Slow down here. I huh? think so. Yeah. It's his now. <laughs> yeah, it's my recipe now. Glad to be back with you fresh from uh, vacation. Well, when's the next one? <laughs> Christmas time. Uh, oh. Okay, look. Um, the first day, the first full day that Murphy, me, Murphy, and our girls were in the Smoky Mountains, mm-hmm. you know, um, it was my birthday. So we, they woke up late and they were like, what do you want to do? Anything you want to do? And I was like, I didn't know, I didn't know right away, you know, because I knew the, the Dollywood, you know, roller coaster riding extravaganza was going to be a couple more days down yeah. the road. Yeah. I didn't think we wanted to be back in the car again so soon for the National Park, which is my favorite part. Yeah. So we go eat and then I'm like, Light bulb. We're all together. The four of us are almost never together. We went to see Elvis, baby. Are you ready to fly? I'm ready. Ready to fly. The girls did not know much. Our girls did not know much about Elvis Presley. Now they do. Yeah. Okay. And even if you grew up, this is my little movie review, Murphy. I know you've got plenty to say, but even if you think you know everything about Elvis, it's so worth seeing. Um, because we didn't, I never knew the parts of the business uh, and the way he and Colonel Tom Hanks met. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and all that good stuff. So, you know, and it's uh, honestly one of the best movies I have ever seen. Really? It is it's that. Well done. Is it good? Baz Lerman? Um, excuse me. Baz Lerman yeah. movie? Right. Yes. It mm-hmm. is. It's got all of the, you know, if, if you like the way he tells stories, then you'll like this movie. Yeah. But, you know, as in the case with our girls where they didn't really know everything about Elvis, you have to understand which things were embellished and which things weren't. And right. it's like, it wasn't over the top. The things that were embellished actually made for great entertainment. Mm-hmm. But Murphy um, did a bunch of Googling after. This is true. This is not true. Yeah. This is true. This so is there not def- true. There are definitely things about Colonel Tom Parker that are not true that are represented in there and some things about Elvis that are not true in the movie. But mm. in terms of the way that it's told overall, you can see why Priscilla and Lisa Marie love the movie. about yeah. it right it is so well done austin butler is off the charts great you yeah. forget that it, you're watching a biopic and you think you're watching film of yeah. elvis when he was growing it's kind of like watching uh rami malek yes yeah and uh, that good movie yeah it's like they brought yeah. casting levels up you know. And you think about how difficult it is to do Elvis because the impersonations <laughs> have their own. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. hokey. But this is not hokey at all. Mm. It is absolutely one of the best yeah. versions of telling the Elvis story I've ever seen. You felt like you really spent time <laughs> with Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> and wait, wait, Murphy, are you going to tell him that you were teary eyed on the way out? Oh, oh I wasn't just teary. I couldn't see my popcorn <laughs> on the way out. Never really known that much about birds as pets um and uh, but we kind of learned the hard way <laughs> when we go to this place called parrot mountain in the smoky mountains we go every year that the, the gir- our girls beg us to go to parrot yeah. mountain um, it's, it's, just parrots no. yes <laughs> <laughs> i see you've been to the same place no, they're all it, it's the it's the parrot family I asked her that. The, everything, macaws, all of those birds, they're all part of the parrot family. Oh, there was a peacock there, too, this well, year. Well, okay, that's not parrot. <laughs> that's why I said no. I didn't know that you I asked thought, that question, yeah, the, the, the purpose of it is, 
<laughs> it's a refuge for parrots that can't survive in the wild anymore, right. yeah. and they're rehabbed. And you can also buy them as as pets. You can adopt yeah. them. It's like, it's, it's like getting it's like adopting a, a pet. Right. Yeah. When we go into the baby bird room, that's that's the loud, noisy room with all the very young birds. Yeah. And we posted this video. It's a reel on our Facebook and Instagram pages of what happened when this bird. I don't know what kind it was. Got up on my arm and then got up on my head. Oh no! My new hat. She's just climbing on. Oh, she's just eating on the buttons. Okay. Please don't let her poop on my new hat. <laughs> I was. Sounds <laughs> like the racket in a pet store. It was. It I was, was legit yeah. worried about her pooping on my head. That's but, a basically a bird nursery that we're in. Those are all young birds. Some of them are very little, but. I could feel her pulling on that little button. I was wearing a mm-hmm. cap, baseball cap, and she, the bird was pulling on that and trying to eat it. And Which, obviously, saying, we didn't want that to happen yeah. either, you know? So I was worried about the poop, and then I was worried about her damaging my new hat. Anyway, she was really a fun bird, and it was so funny, and Taylor and Phoebe got her off my head. No incident, no problem, no poop. And then we were like, hey, Mer-, and they were like, Dad, do you want to hold her? And you, this is the funny part of the story. I had no idea. You want to tell Sam what you told us? Well, yeah. Remember, I had, uh, you know, a, a cockatiel long time ago. Yeah. So I've already experienced it. Anyone put the bird on my shoulder because he will pick at the moles on me. Ah. They do that. I mean, it's they think it's food, and I'm not trying to be gross, but I mean, I don't want to make a scene in the bird nursery. I had you know no what I mean? idea. Yeah, I know. Now... It would be cheaper than the twenty five dollars per mole I have to pay my doctor to remove them. But, Just you know. go to Parrot Mountain. Anyway, who knew? I learned something from you that day about birds. They'll just pick at anything that looks like. Oh boy, do they! I didn't want them swallowing that. Ooh. Trending now, Jody's Hollywood Outsider, powered by Lowe's. Um, the Outlander series on Stars. Fans of that are rabid, okay? The Outlander. It's the time travel thing. Something yeah. happened to me. It's on my honeymoon in 1945. I seem to have... You can watch it, it on like hunky time travel? Oh, it's very hunky. There's yeah. His so, name is Jamie. The, the, uh, <laughs> He's a the, hunk for sure. The book series, that's yeah. been a long time ago, right? I, no, well, no, there's new stuff. Like, there are 10 books, and those readers are rabid also about it. Um, I read the first book, I gave it my all, and it's it's wonderful writing. It is really good. It's the time travel that gets in my way. I know. I can't buy it. You're not. You're not. You know, in the Scottish Highlands or whatever. One day with you know wearing a kilt, and then you're in a coffee shop the next day on your cell phone. I can't buy that. Mm -hmm. I can buy dragons before I can buy that. Yeah. Oh, reality. So stars um, is we now know. The author, Diana Gabaldon is her name. I hope I said that correctly. Um, She's let the world know that she's writing a prequel series about Jamie's parents. Outlander Blood of My Blood is what it will be called. And Stars already says, boom, we're going to produce it. It will, Mm. there will be a show. So there's a prequel. So does that mean they they go back even farther in time? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Sam, do you remember that Murphy and I were saying we tried to go into um, one of the homes in the Smoky Mountain National Park the day we were in the park, and then it was closed down for 
they were rehabbing the home. Isn't it the Walker sisters or the something? The Walker sisters' yeah. home. Yeah. I um, just learned about them, but I didn't know. Jody kept talking about the Walker sisters, and I'm like, are these relatives I don't know about? Are they a singing group? Like, yeah. what are they? <laughs> Anyhow. They're the witches from Hocus Pocus. <laughs> when we got to that sign and that trail, yeah. it said, hey, the house is back here, but you cannot go in the house currently because they're re- rehashing it or whatever. We still wanted to walk, so we started walking on the trail. And it started getting dark, and lightning bugs were out. And you, we didn't really say it right away, but I was feeling kind of like, you're in the middle of, there's no civilization around. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And it was getting dark, and there are a lot of bears in the park. Yeah. They live in the national park. We saw one near our cabin, which is not in the national park. They're all yeah, in did. the Smokies. But they, they don't really, they're afraid of humans. They don't really, right. they don't want to be around you necessarily. Mm-hmm. So they're usually, those. The, and these are black bears we're talking about, yeah. are typically not going to hurt you. These aren't grizzlies. However, so I have my handy dandy little Smokies road guy, <laughs> which is an awesome, wait, I bought this in the national park at the rest area when you first go in. This my, buying this is so worth it. Uh, this is how I knew to find the Walker Sisters Trail. Yeah, that's the only way I found it. Yeah. By the way, you were the youngest person in that line <laughs> when you bought that book. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry. Good. I'm glad because I know what's beautiful. I know you do. It is such a beautiful place to be. You have to be in it to understand. Anyhow, there's a whole guide here, Sam. Do you want to hear what to do? Mm. If you see a bear, remain watchful. Don't approach it. If your presence causes the bear to change its behavior, stops feeding, changes travel direction, you're too close. Being too close may provoke aggressive behavior from the bear, such as running toward you, making loud noises, noises, or swatting the ground. The bear is demanding more space. That's never going to work. What you need to do is what they taught us in uh, Bugs Bunny. We're confronted by a grizzly bear wife flat on the ground and play dead. Above all, we remain absolutely motionless. Bingo! I'm going to go into the National Park with Sam. Yeah, I'm going to go with the book over a cartoon. (laughs) 877-310-4MSJ to join us anytime, or you can also connect online. Social Media Connect. From our Instagram and Facebook pages, we like to try, we do try to answer and respond to every comment and question. And we had been sharing Rabbit down the street, uh, this bunny who mm-hmm. belongs to our neighbors and friends, Randy and Carol. Which is his name, Rabbit. Yeah, the, jo- Jody didn't leave off the, his name is Rabbit. Right? <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like, I, I always forget his name. And then I walk, I go over there. I'm like, hey, Randy, what's his name again? And he goes, Rabbit. Yeah, it's Rabbit the <laughs> he says Rabbit. It just like that. Um, this beautiful, big, like most of the time when you see bunnies, they're little bunnies hopping down the street or whatever. And you're like, oh, it's a bunny rabbit. And then they're gone. This, this, he's big. He's bigger than a cat. Okay. Okay. He actually is bigger than a cat. He's fat. Now, I know Carol feeds him twice a day. I don't know if bunnies in the wild get to eat twice a day, but he eats kale. Cranberries. Uh, Bunnies in the wild seed. eat when they can. I know. That's what I'm saying. Hey, it's about dinner time, huh? That's what I'm saying. That's Honey, maybe you're too early. One, <laughs> one reason he's so big, right? That's right. what I'm saying. Right. Yes, yes. Um, and he also doesn't, he stays in his rabbit cage a lot. He doesn't get a ton of exercise. They don't ever take him out to play in the house. He's not anything. running away from predators. He um, has a little pen that he can play around outside that gives him room to hop and play. Yeah. A little portable thing. Sarah posted, because we were talking about rabbit, when I was in first grade, we had a big bunny as our class pet, whose name was Skittles. Oh. He free roamed around the room all day, and we loved him. Ooh. Sarah, I'm jealous. I had to be poop everywhere. Uh, 
Well, well, a couple years later, I went back to visit my teacher and Skittles was holding the door open. Apparently, he had died and my teacher had a taxidermist (laughs) who was also our science teacher. (laughs) What? Turn him into a door holder. (laughs) A what? I was in shock to say the least. Turned him into a what? A doorstop. Oh my God, really? (laughs) I know. I knew you'd love that story. Oh, I hope they held his hands up so that she could put signs in there. I don't know, Sarah. I'm sorry that happened. That's traumatic. (laughs) No kidding. He was still, still there. You could always go back and see Skittles. It's weird, though. That's like a hologram, but worse. Thank you, Sarah. Hit us up anytime. We were doing a little review of the Elvis movie for you the other day. I'll show you what the real Elvis is like tonight. You're looking for trouble? You came to the right place. Wow. I only want to see one part of that movie again, and that's the 1968 comeback special. Oh. Nice. Anyway. It's very well done. So we had talked about it here. You know, Murphy admitted that Murphy was teary-eyed on the way out. I thought (laughs) it was very touching. The suite that you were so sad about the king leaving the world. I think it's intended to be that way. Of course it is. The girls were teary, too. I know. Maybe you've just... I mean, I've got a heart of stone. I don't know. (laughs) Look, my parents were teary for two days when I was a child when he died. Well, it it was disappointing to me because I really thought he was still alive. (laughs) (laughs) As many people do. You know, what's funny is I watched the funeral service on TV when I was a kid. Did you? I remember in my bedroom, I made sure to watch it. Oh, my mom cried for days. Yes, yeah. So from our Facebook page, Nikki says that she did not see the movie. I worked for an Elvis impersonator in college. Absolutely no interest in this one. (laughs) The thing, you know, that to me is really what where Boz Lerman has done an incredible job with this and Austin Butler because it does not feel like an Elvis impersonator. No, it doesn't have any of the hokiness. Right. You really get pulled into the story. Yeah. I will say this. Our Phoebe, our youngest, doesn't like the Boz Lerman way of making a movie, though, because she feels like it's there's too much movement and it's too much like a trailer. She's like, you're watching a trailer instead of a movie. Yeah, and that's what that's why it's good. She's got yeah. an old soul though. Yeah. That she likes an, a, a regular movie. Amy says, my favorite part was the beginning in the beginning where it showed the Louisiana Hayride. I've heard all of my life how my grandfather played in the house band of the Louisiana Hayride. Oh wow! For upcoming artists of that time, including huh. Elvis. This was an unexpected memory. Of hearing my grandfather talk about the hayride. My 21 and 18 year old daughters went with me and they were able to, to, I was able to pass along that memory to them with a nice visual to go with it, meaning the movie. So that's Amy. Hmm. Isn't that cool? cool. Yeah. Yeah. They do start there. Mm -hmm. And um, so, anyway, it's still playing in theaters, by the way. It's just called Elvis, the Boz Lerman biopic. I learned the hard way what to do if you lose something in an Uber or Lyft. Kiss it goodbye. No, actually. Oh, oh I know. Don't drink that much again. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Excuse me. I had one fat margarita, and instead of driving somewhere, I took an Uber. Yeah. It's true. That's the smart oh. choice. It oh. is It is the smart oh. choice. Yes. Okay, when my cousin Candace came to visit, Ooh. she and I went to a favorite place to eat, and we had these big fat sang- margaritas, sangria yeah. swirl margaritas, and we were visiting and eating, and then we realized it's time to go. Let's go get our nails done. We're spending the day together. We're mm-hmm. having a girl's day. 
but I didn't feel like I should be behind the wheel <laughs> because it was a big fat margarita. It was really good. Yeah. That's very smart. Good. We called an Uber. We get in the back seat and we're chit chatting. And he's like, Yeah, I pick a lot of people up from here. He said, It's smart to do this. I'm like, yeah. I know. Thank you. Take us to the nail salon. And we get out and we get our nails done and we shop. And then later we go back to get another Uber to get my car at the restaurant. And I cannot find my keys. We went back in the restaurant. We called the shops. We called the nail salon. And then Candace was like, the Uber. She's like, I saw them on the floorboard. of I was like, what? They were on the floorboard. They had slipped out (laughs) of my... Thanks for telling me. They slipped out of my purse. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, I went back into the app. And sure enough, it was my last... Well, one of my it was one of my rides from that day, right? And there is a lost item section. Yeah. There, I'm assuming they're really used right. to that. Very common thing. But here's what's in it: you cl- I clicked on it, and it's uh, and it brings up a chat like which which ride, and it's like this one. It tells you his name and the car, and to send him a message or to chat with him. So I had to say, hey, I lost my keys. I think they may be in there, and it, and it's it's a middleman going, okay, we're gonna get in touch with him for you. He's busy, and I'm thinking, come on, bring my keys back to me right now. Yeah. That's not how it goes. Did the guy, and, the middleman, say, "Yes, ma'am"? And were you drinking at the time? <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, there's a charge. I was charged fifteen dollars oh. for inconveniencing, and I thought I understand that makes it. Makes sense. Though. The Uber driver had to. It was like it was time for us to make arrangements. They gave me yeah. his text number, and the long story short is, I had to go the next day and get them from him at his home because he was not out and about the next day, and I yeah. needed them. That doesn't sound like inconvenience for him. Lesson: Always check your Uber before you get out of it, and then um, look in the app if you really lose something. We talked about beach hacks this week. We learned a few hacks, but we got a ton of pet peeves as well. <laughs> wow. So um, jump in with us if you want. 877-310-4MSJ. From our Facebook page, Judy says, beach hack. Put sunscreen on before you leave your hotel room or condo. Put it on before you start sweating and give it time to soak into your skin. It will work much better for longer. I always do this, and I am a sun lover. Mm-hmm. You know what? That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you end up unintentionally exfoliating at the beach because you get sand on your... You know what I mean? Have you ever had that happen before where you get sand in the lotion and then you're trying to then rub it on? you're rubbing it and you're like, ow. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yep. Anyway, thank you, Judy. Good morning, Carol. Good morning. How are you? Fine, I'm great. Get ready to go run the dog. All right. Oh, yay. Um, I have a suggestion for sunburning to prevent it. Oh. It's actually from the inside of your body, which mm. um, is better than just covering it up on the outside. But there's a supplement called, it's really hard to say, astaxanthin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can just get it at Walmart. And um, it's the same stuff that makes shrimp and salmon pink and uh-huh. flamingos. Yes. And it's an antioxidant, but it, from the inside of your body, prevents you from burning. What? First time I experimented with that, it was 103 degrees, and I worked in the yard uh-huh. for 10 hours, and I didn't even get pink. What? <laughs> really? It really? It really works. Yeah. I live in New Mexico, where this month's going to be 105 all month, and um, it uh, protects you from the sun. It prevents skin cancer. It's really... A great supplement everybody should be taking, especially if you have pale skin. Hmm. I am the queen of pale skin, and I've never been told this. Yeah. And I'm looking it up right now, and there it is, top 2022 products. Can you say it? Astaxanthin. Yeah, it's really hard to say. (laughs) Astaxanthin. Sound like a warrior. Carol, if you see a redhead at Walmart later today, you'll know it's Jody. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah, it's it's great stuff. It, it also prevents a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, I'm in such a habit, though, of I wear sunscreen every day. I don't leave home. Like, I'll accidentally forget my shoes before I forget to put sunscreen on that I don't think I could change that habit right. either. Yeah. But thank you for letting us know about this. Love listening to you. And I'm guessing what she's saying must work because I've never seen a flamingo with a sunburn. <laughs> right? <laughs> I guess that's correct. How do you feel normal, or I should say, happy again after vacation? That vacation grief is a real thing, and I was mm-hmm. feeling it 100% on Sunday Were before you? we came back to work Monday. Yeah. Um, and you know what helped me through it? Stranger Things. <laughs> we, I was like oh, okay. finally roping yeah, you into, let's let's watch the second half of season four because I just we missed it because we were vacationing, which is great. Yeah. And we're now down to the last episode, which is the next one. Right? It's like two it's hours long episode. Yeah. 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 Okay. Good. We're excited about that. But um, you know that it's it's like a grief. You're so sad that it's over. It even takes longer to get home. It feels like, yeah. oh yeah. my gosh, yep. are we ever going to get home? Mm-hmm. We we experienced that. The, the ride I home did. felt so much longer than the ride there. It took forever, but I wasn't. It wasn't really grief for me as much this time, which was surprising to me. Good for Maybe you. it's just because the whole thing was good. Yeah, it I was I missed good. the scenery. You know? The kids really needed it, too. We all needed it. I say the four of us, me, Murphy, Taylor, and Phoebes. Um, but Taylor and Phoebe are very close, our kids. Mm-hmm. They're very close, but they don't see each other as much as they used to. And so they really had a lot of good times together like mm-hmm. we would they slept upstairs in the cabin and murphy and i slept in the on the bottom floor which mm-hmm. is actually not the master they ended up getting the master yeah, we didn't know that that was the master suite hey there's a lot more room up here Jody. when we arrived and brought suitcases they i was like go ahead put your suitcases they went up there and they stayed yeah <laughs> so anyway and we would hear them laughing into the night and all that that was really special because it's like it used to be when they were little well anyway I think that we've said it before, one of the best ways to, you know, make your peace with getting back into it and and feeling sad when it's over is to always have something else to look forward to. Because there is always something else to look forward to. Maybe nothing can compare to whatever time you had. But plan the next thing. Right. Mm -hmm. I have a couple of girl trips coming up that I'm super excited about and looking forward to. Taylor is going to the beach with her boyfriend and family. Mm -hmm. And so she has that. So that's yeah, Murphy's got his retreat coming up. I know. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I am. In, Murphy, in, the man of the woods. He'll be disappearing into the woods. But you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be a getaway, does it? If you, no. you it could be a dinner with somebody or a friend you haven't Going seen. Going to the movies. The next thing you plan that you can look forward to that's just fun. It's a trick in life. It's a great trick. When you're mm. feeling sad or down because something is over, there's always something else. You know, this almost sounds like a, a commercial, but everybody's favorite online game is coming to a family game night near you. It always sounds like that because that's the way you're saying it. What, Wordle. What about oh, it? Oh, yeah. Wordle. They're turning Wordle into a, a board game. Oh, yeah. It already is. It's Scrabble, right? <laughs> no, it's online. It's Wordle. It's called Wordle the Party Game. Okay. And it's going to be available at Target, Walmart, and Amazon. 20 oh, bucks funny. from Hasbro coming up October the 1st. Okay. Just like online, you'll have uh, six chances to guess the five-letter word. Okay, and somebody has to do it before you. Like, yeah, and you know the what? host changes. You know, the yeah. different person runs it. Move I to the see. right, move at, to okay. the right. At the risk of sounding really cheap, you theoretically could do that with a, a Scrabble game, right? Couldn't you? Uh, no, I guess it's a different game. I guess it is a different you, game. You mix you, the letters up, you put them... Some of the gamers are saying this is really, it's really clunky it's to play, go, though. It feels like going backwards. Yeah. Like, leave it, it online. Just, just play online. 